Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're listening to The Balance Podcast with me, Fiona Bugler, a wellbeing and health journalist with a passion for living better. Each episode, I speak to inspiring people from all walks of life who share their stories and journeys about living well, and I find out more about what motivates and inspires them. In doing so, we hope to share some nuggets, takeaways and thoughts and ideas that will resonate with you. When you listen to these stories, we want you to go away with an action point or a thinking point to help you live your life a little better. Hi, and welcome to The Balance Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Lily Sabri. She's a fitness influencer and an entrepreneur. And she's the founder of Lean, which is an online workout organization with a global community. Her home workout videos aimed at young women saw her YouTube channel rocket from 30,000 to almost 3 million subscribers in the last year. She's also an accredited NHS physiotherapist who has also worked with elite football teams, and she's got a passion for food, And the Lean platform also features delicious Mediterranean-inspired healthy recipes. Lily, you've achieved so much. It's such an impressive profile. And I've only given a little tiny snapshot of you and what you do. So we'll find out more. But I have heard that you only started seven years ago teaching Pilates in a church hall. (laughs) Yeah. And now you've got three million subscribers on your channel. So in your words, if you can tell me about your journey from here to now, I'd I'd really love to hear that. Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me on, first of all. It feels really, really lovely to be chatting to you. Um, It's so funny that you say only seven years, because honestly, the seven years feels like about 70 years of graft (laughs) to get. Um, And it's only really, you know, only taken off in the last 18 months. The, you know, the five and a half years prior to that, were yeah it it was knocking on many 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 doors with none opening to be totally honest so yeah background I studied physiotherapy in Manchester UK and I graduated 10 years ago now I've always had like a huge passion for sport and fitness and health and just general like well-being and helping people I always remember speaking to my mum when I was younger and I was a like elite level swimmer and she's a nurse in the NHS and she was saying you know what do you think you want to be when you're older and I honestly had no idea and I knew that I had a passion for sports and a passion for helping people. And she said to me, oh, you know, I've seen in in the NHS, in the hospitals, these young, fit physios walking around and they help people get out of pain and rehabilitate them back to fitness and sport. And it kind of clicked then where it was like, okay, yeah, that that could be an avenue for me. And it all just kind of fell into place from there. So that's the early days, graduated 10 years ago. um, Always knew that I wanted the sports side of things, but with with physio the same as with medicine you kind of specialize well you do junior rotations it's called so you go around the hospital doing four 
six yeah. months in each discipline and kind of work out what avenue you want to go in. Um, so I started off back in London. That was my first job in the NHS. Tried out loads and loads of different things, all from like pediatrics to care of the elderly to respiratory physio um, and ended up finding myself falling back into the musculoskeletal side of things and the sports side of things. Um, so that was when I started volunteering at football clubs. I'd work, you know, the, the normal hours of a physio traveling like two hours across London from North London to Lewisham, two to two and a half hours, get home at 7, 8 p.m., then volunteer at football clubs from 8 till 10, then go home, then repeat. <laughs> and, you know, had no, no, wow. no life outside of work, but knew that my passion lied in in trying to be one of the first female um, physiotherapists in professional football. And that was kind of a real focus for me. And I grafted away until I until I made it happen. Alongside of that, I started to kind of find a passion in the like strength and conditioning side of things. So how do you make an elite sports person even better at what they do? How can you prevent them from injuring themselves? How can you make their core stronger so that they can run faster, so that they can kick the ball harder, so that they can prevent injuries, all of these things. And I found that a lot of that lied in Pilates. So that core strength, that core control, how can you really focus on building those muscles that are so often neglected? Um, and, yeah. and that came into play initially for sports people 100% because I was working in the football clubs but then it got me thinking why why are we not doing this for the general public you know yoga is so so popular and yoga is amazing absolutely amazing but Pilates wasn't having having its limelight at all um, and when you ask the average person on the street have you tried Pilates before they'll be like oh no I don't like stretching or they'll think it's yoga they don't know what Pilates is there's, there's a very fine line between most people knowing what the difference is um, so that then encouraged me to train up as a Pilates instructor did my my basic training um, and then eventually kind of ended up becoming a physio specialist in Pilates so the course that I did only allowed physios onto it so they wanted you to have that anatomical background you know your degree rather than just anyone walking in and doing the course. So it was a very, very specialist course that I did. Um, and then I got this qualification and I was like, oh, what do I do with it now? You know, <laughs> um, so I, I started in the football club. Amazing. We got incredible results. I was doing one to ones. I was doing classes from the youngsters up to like first team um, amazing results. But then it got me thinking, OK, slight businesswoman in me which by the way I have zero training this is all self-taught how can I make a little bit of extra cash out of this because I was earning far from a great wage yeah. so that got me thinking right where is there a hall around where I live and I'm from a pretty small village in the outskirts of London okay I found a church hall rental was like 40 pounds <laughs> or something right so if I charge 10 pounds per head I've got to get four people to break even this is literally what's going through my head how do I advertise yeah. these classes? And I didn't have any social media at the time, literally nothing. So I invested what for me was a huge amount of money at the time, like 250 pounds to print out some leaflets. And I go around with my little bag, delivering them door to door, going into nail salons, putting 50 down, like, oh my gosh, that could be 50 potential clients, you know? And then like yeah. within the next week, absolutely nothing, no phone calls. I think I got one and I was like, okay, <laughs> this isn't going to get me very far. Went into the football club, told the youngsters about it, told like the 16, 17, 18 year olds. And they, they pretty much laughed. 
in in a kindish way where they were like because we had very very good you know like we were very good at chatting to each other and they just basically said that's not how you advertise nowadays there's such thing as twitter there's such thing as instagram like flyers aren't going to cut it um so they there and then and at the time i said to them i do not have time to set up a social media account like i'm working the nhs i'm working my evenings and my weekends for free <laughs> at football clubs um i don't have time for social media and they helped me they helped me set up a twitter account Within a week, I would say I had like a thousand followers because they had retweeted for me and they will have these followings, right? So they'd retweeted for me. So I end up getting all of these followers through who are football fans who certainly don't want to do Pilates. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, what am I going to do with these football fans? Like they're not going to come to my Pilates classes, but they have wives and girlfriends who potentially might and mums <laughs> and sisters. Um, so yeah, we ended up, I launched my first class. I think I had my mum, four of her friends, my sister, and maybe three paying clients. And I was like, there's potential here. Um, and that, that was the beginning. And then, you know, we started taking things online. I realized that I could actually grow an audience online and I could grow it globally. I gave for free for, I only started monetizing with the app, you know, four months ago. So that's nearly seven years of free workouts nearly every single day. Um, so yeah, like seven years, it feels like a lifetime, actually, that I've been doing the online thing. But you know, fast well, I mean, forward. you can tell by, yeah, I mean, you can tell how hard you've worked, you know, and anyone, I mean, years ago, I've taught classes as well. And anyone who does that kind of thing, it takes a lot of grit and it takes... <laughs> You know, it's a brave thing to go out and start delivering leaflets and setting up Twitter accounts and everything. But I mean, you must have learned so much in that in that seven years to go from not using social media to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. It's incredible what you picked up. For sure. I mean, the filming and everything and all the quality that you of the, <laughs> what you produce is it all self taught? I mean, I was dreadful at the beginning. I have to say, like when I look back at my first ever YouTube video, um, funny enough, we were in LA. Um, I've been like nominated for an influencer award over there so we were in LA about a month ago my partner and I and we were hiking up Runyon Canyon and I said to him five years ago I hiked up here on my own with a backpack a tripod a camera and we looked back at yeah. the video and it is the most awful quality I'm not even in the center of the screen you can barely hear me I'm shouting over yeah. the wind and it actually felt amazing because I was like this is where I've come from and this is where I am now and I think with any of these things I'm it's self-taught yes I'm far from tech savvy I'm absolutely dreadful like naturally which I think will shock a lot of people I really am bad but I'm very creative so it's one of them things, there's a resilience in me that if I need to learn something, I will, and I will graft until I've got it to the standard that I want it. With the tech side of things, I actually met Alex, my partner, who's actually my business partner as well, um, five years ago. And it's him who encouraged me to get on YouTube because um, YouTube's been the... It's been the mother platform for me. It's been where I've managed to get my personality across, where people really get to learn who I am and... I guess it's kind of like Marmite, you love or hate the creator that you watch and you realize if that's your vibe or not. And, you know, I won't be everyone's vibe. I'm probably too happy and energetic for some people and that's okay. They'll go and find someone else. But yeah, I've very much found my feet on YouTube and I, I honestly wouldn't have even explored it if it wasn't for Alex, my partner. Um, prior to that, I was just doing the Instagram and, you know, that's very curated Instagram normally. It's pictures that are quite posed as you probably know 
show, whereas YouTube, you are unapologetically yourself. And when he first met me, I think it was the third sentence that came out of his mouth. He just said, are you on YouTube? And I was like, no. And he said, your personality and energy belongs on YouTube. You need to find the time for it. And again, it was another one of those, I'm a physiotherapist and I do this and I do this and I don't have time for YouTube because YouTube is so time consuming. Um, But, you know, fast forward five years, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, three million is, you know, I used to work in magazines and stuff like that. And people, you know, that's a huge amount of subscribers, a huge of people um, consuming your content. Really impressive. And I mean, you talk about graft a lot. And you, you mentioned you're a national level swimmer. I think you said yeah. that. And you, I've read that, that you were, you know, you, you're basically a, a natural sports person. Do you think you, you've got a bit of a winning mindset? Does, do you apply the principles of sport to how you work? I, I think subconsciously, yes. It's a really interesting one because I'm not outwardly competitive, actually. Um, I have that kind of intrinsic, extrinsic personality um you know when I'm in front of the camera if I have a huge room of girls who want to come and work out with me I thrive off of the energy and I'm very much that team player um I love that energy exchange and I feel really outgoing but then I need that downtime as well I really need that like come home be on my own recharge and that applies to the way that I do sport as well so it's always been the case even when I was competing at a very very high level I would be the quiet one in the corner and it's very much the self-talk rather than the outward competitiveness and I think that's just in me it's the same with confidence like people are often like oh you're super confident but actually I'm not I'm I really doubt myself I really really doubt myself I'm the worst person with conflict especially as we've grown the business like learning to have those very important conversations as a woman who's you know working with a mixed team but with a lot of men I'm I'm not great at if I see something's wrong I'm not great at delivering the harsh messages that sometimes have to come across but I I am someone who doubts myself and I've just had to have had to learn um that I need to kind of put on different hats depending on what position I'm playing because I'm the front face of the business but I'm also the businesswoman behind it and it's quite hard to play both roles yeah I bet it is and I I always wonder what it's like to be an influencer I mean you know you have to be I assume you have to be posting all the time and you know how does it impact on you like if you know if you're feeling like the confidence might have taken a dip one day or you get some trolls. I mean, I saw you talking about people calling you assumptions, making assumptions uh, about you, saying you were spoiled and things. I mean, that must be really hard. So how do you deal with all of that? It is, it's tough. I think the beauty of, of what we've created, we call our audience the familia, because it really is a family. Yeah. And, you know, our audience is like 99.7% women or something. It's all women, really. Um, and yeah. I am unapologetic in the way that I tell and show the way I'm feeling um, and I've learned that that's the best way to be um, so you know if I am feeling low on confidence or even recently you know I've had some time off of training because it was my friend's wedding and I've been in Italy and I was the bridesmaid and you know I haven't been on it yeah. as I normally would be and I'm honest about that you know I'm supposed to be the inspiring one who's teaching you but I'm telling you the truth I just tried one of my own workouts yesterday and I couldn't make it <laughs> you know like I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with the familia because yeah. we all have times when we're not feeling as good we all have times where we're not feeling as confident 
but Mm -hmm. I have the tools to help all of us, including myself, feel better. And that doesn't mean that you're going to feel amazing every single day. I think we've got to be realistic with that. But, you know, exercise, eating healthily is going to give you the power and the tools to live your best life. But it doesn't mean that every day is going Mm -hmm. to be absolutely incredible. Um, So, yeah, listen, being an influencer, if you want to call it that, content creator, all, all of this is it's a tough job. It is a 24 seven job and you've got to have some form of boundaries. Um, I think you need to set the boundaries very early as an example, one of mine is family. So I I never ever show any of my family. I'm from a very, very traditional family of, you know, teachers, doctors, nurses, that type of thing. And none of them want to be on, they don't have social media. Um, So I'll never show my family. So that was one boundary that was put in place. Another one is, you know, as we're growing the business and as I'm attempting to have a work-life balance um we're trying to clock off by like nine o'clock at night eight o'clock at night otherwise I'll work I'll literally work through the night quite literally um and it's not good for me it's not good for my mental health and it's not a good example to be setting everyone and I'm aware of that um but everything has happened so fast over the last couple of years or year and a half that I'm I describe it often that I'm in this hamster wheel and I'm worried that if I stop for a second, the momentum will stop. And it's, I'm aware it's not good. um, And I'm putting boundaries in place and and routines in place to try and have some downtime. Well, good for you. Because I mean, I I can't imagine how difficult it is to be on all the time. You know, it's bad enough when you're looking at social media and going you know they will say we're all on 24 hours but to to be that and you are the product it's really hard but you're doing a good job of it and you I saw that you talked about routine actually it's interesting I'm jumping to my further on questions but um healthy habits are really important aren't they and you you um you did talk about the importance of like you get up and you breathe and you journal but you know you, you also did that lovely video and you did said you didn't have like have a do sit-ups and have avocado and toast <laughs> first thing in the morning but well I mean I think the, tell me about routine and why it's important to you and some of your healthy habits that kind of sustain you yeah so for me it's more around the mental health side of things um the physical health yeah. is I guess ticked off for me anyway because I'm having to do not having that's the wrong word but you know it's it's my job yeah. to work out it's part of your routine yeah. Yeah. yeah um but the mental health is something that I have learned the hard way from burnout and from, you know, really, really suffering from overdoing it and the emotional side of things that I need time for me. Um, Prior to all of this happening, exercise was actually my release. It was my way of recharging. It was my way of taking some time for myself. You know, I'd go and do a class myself and be taught and not have to think and just switch off. Now, yes, I'm exercising, but I'm on. I'm totally on while I'm teaching that class. I'm thinking about my girls. I'm thinking about the audience and what they need. I'm not thinking about myself. Um, So the one thing that I do every single day without fail is walk my dog, which, yes, is exercise it's walking but to me walking is just such an outlet it's not something that I find physically demanding I try to put I have my phone on me more from like a safety point of view but I try to put it in my pocket and put it away and I just literally have some time walking Teddy and it just helps to clear my head and I do find that I'm often going back into those like oh this of work and that of work but I try to snap myself back out of it and so something as simple as that honestly it's just I, I often say it and it sounds 
sounds probably quite silly to a lot of people, but walking Teddy is one of the highlights of my day. Um, no, I mean, that's a healthy thing to do, definitely. And I can see how, particularly in your line of work, that you need that space. Yeah. Sorry, what, yeah. anything else? Yeah, for sure. So journaling has been a really big one for me, actually, because um, it's strange because I'm actually quite heavily dyslexic. So I'm very much, I'm a talker. I'm really good at communicating verbally. Um, yeah. And I'm very good with video, but if you give me something to write, like, you know, bearing in mind, like, you know, I have my degree and I'm a good academic achiever, but I'm a very different style of learning. So writing, when someone first suggested journaling to me, I, I had this almost like a kind of anxiety type of thing where I was like, oh, I can't do that. That it honestly makes me think stress. Yeah. But then I realized that there's no expectations with it. It doesn't have to be neat. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. It's quite literally, excuse my French, but verbal diarrhea going down on paper. <laughs> and it's just. Yeah, there. absolutely. Brain dump. It really is, just gets it's a brain dump. It quite literally is. And I look back yeah. at it sometimes and I'm like, whoa, is that where I was at? You know, like it's really nice to look back at it. And yeah. it's quite literally just bullet points of, of what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, where I'm at what I feel I've maybe not done and should be doing even you know things from a more personal point of view like reaching out to friends and making time for certain people it's just a way of me getting a little bit deeper into my thoughts and feelings and just putting it down on paper in the knowledge that no one else is going to read it and I find it really freeing (laughs) actually um so journaling has been big for me um and walking teddy has been very good and then also just a morning routine of I make a smoothie every single day and a juice every single day some sounds really yeah. silly um you know but it actually no it doesn't difference to me it just gets me in the mood for the day it's the point now where I wake up in the morning and I actually want it and crave it and it's so healthy and delicious so yeah yeah and what do you what do you put in yours is it the same every day or do you vary your recipes? <laughs> it's pretty much the same every day sometimes I'll vary it a little bit so the smoothie is yeah. it's a coffee based smoothie so I'll have like a double shot of espresso in there sometimes a single but normally double um some nut milk and then protein powder again good for recovery muscle growth all of that so that's my protein powder the lean one in vanilla um and then sometimes some yep. peanut butter and a frozen banana so when you blend it up it's like really thick and creamy so it's not my breakfast people are often like is that all you have for breakfast definitely not I love my food but it's a really good way of like getting some nice yummy delicious nutrients in some calories in and starting the day and then juice yeah. bowl. kind of like bulletproof coffee yes yeah it is sorry it is yeah bulletproof coffee, it literally yeah. it gets you in the zone and gets you in the mood for yeah a nice yeah. a nice little day um and then the juice is always carrot apple ginger so high anti-inflammatory and really good for your skin and glow and all of that yeah, brilliant. So you do that every day. So you journal, walk the dog, to give you a bit of headspace. And I can understand why all those things would matter. And like the journaling when nobody's going to see it, I can see, imagine that would be important because you are seen all the time. All the time. And do you um, talk about your journaling with your on your channel at all? Yeah. Do, do your followers? Yeah, so I, I actually opened up to them um, about the dyslexia actually around, it would have been about nine months ago because it's something that I've always been really for better use of a word, like really embarrassed of. Um, and that falls through even from school. You know, I was at school, it's not crazy long ago, but it was at a time where dyslexia wasn't known really. And even if it was known, yeah. you were you were put in a class with 
people who didn't necessarily have the same type of disability, you know, because I was in all first grade, yeah. like top sets, but I didn't mean that yeah. I, it was just a different mind and a different way. And I've, I've really had to learn a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts myself to realize that actually it's not a weakness and I shouldn't be ashamed of it, but opening up to the girls yeah. about it was quite again, freeing. And the response was really, really lovely. And yeah, it's it's kind of been one of them where I feel a lot more comfortable about it now. So then in light of that, talking to them about journaling and how, you know, it's something that didn't come naturally to me. Anyone else who was slightly reluctant about it feels more likely to do it. And it got to a point actually yeah. where we even have a section now in the app for journaling because I found it so, so helpful Brilliant. for me, yeah, my mental health. Yeah, it is an, it's a very useful mental health tool that goes with everything you do. And actually Mel Robbins, who is the author of The Five second rule and yes. um and now she's got some american high five book or something yeah. but she she's dyslexic and i think a lot of entrepreneurial people are like you said it's a different way of thinking it's a mind it's not uh, it's just a different form of intelligence i, I believe yeah. so um you talk about your i love the way you talk about your girls and your family and you you've um what's got the familia yeah yeah i love that that's really nice and you um you know do you find you have to inspire well you don't have to but do you get feedback from, you know, the, the audience who will see that you've got grit, resilience, confidence? You know, do you get people coming to you for that extra help? You, you said you're out to help people. Yeah. Do you have people private messaging you or anything like that? Do you think you're yeah. fulfilling more than just fitness? Is, for sure. I suppose is the short question. Yeah, for sure. That's been um, probably the reason why we've. I say weave because I see the business as Alex and I and Teddy, <laughs> um, but the business and the yeah. the platforms and the familia have grown so much. Um, you know, it's way more than just workouts, way, way, way more than just workouts. Mm. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Like Alex, my partner often uses this as an example, but, you know, we'll, he gets very annoyed, but we'll get into bed and I'll spend at least an hour just going through my, my direct messages and across platforms I get around a thousand a day and I'll go through and I'll I'll wow. voice note back so I'll personally and obviously I can't do it to everyone but I try as best as I can just to send and again this comes down to my way of communication I'm much better at talking 
But I'll, I'll voice note them back to give, you know, whether it's help, whether it's just a little bit of motivation, whether it's just to say, I've seen you and I thank you and thank you for being part of this journey and this family. Yeah, it's it's been way more than just fitness. It is a community. It is a friendship. You know, we we may all have different goals, but ultimately we have one common goal, which is to be healthy and happy. And it really, really is that simple. We yeah. may want to have different aesthetic goals or different mental health goals or looks at different ways, but actually all we really want is to release those happy hormones when we're working out, live a healthy and happy lifestyle. And I think, you know, COVID really helped us realize that with people going in lockdown yeah. all around the world and feeling lonely, you know, it was a time where we needed connection and we couldn't get that connection, especially that deeper connection in, in real life. Um, and the only way of really getting it was for, in our case through lives where, you know, there were thousands of women all around the world doing that workout together and commenting to each other. Yeah. and motivating and inspiring each other so yeah and that was the time when you went from the 30,000 to 3 million yeah it? it was it was I mean it's incredible I mean you know you've got Peloton you've got all, lots of other massive follower influences so what do you think was your magic ingredient that got people hooked in and engaged oh, and I think honestly one of the biggest things is we were doing it for you know five years already so I had five years yeah. of content already there and this wasn't something yeah. new to me so I you know I often describe it as it's a saucepan of water that's you know steadily just starting to simmer and you've been working 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 and then finally something comes along and it boils and that's kind of how I feel yeah. about the business and the growth you know I didn't change anything. I didn't change my personality. I didn't change what I was delivering. I just was finally discovered. And, you know, I would look at other people in the industry and think, you know, they're amazing. And I'm offering just as much, if not more. And I'm a chartered physiotherapist. And sometimes you're like, why am I not getting my break? But everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it is timing. And I often say this to anyone else, regardless of what it is they're trying to achieve, whether it's to be a YouTuber or, you know, to achieve a certain fitness goal, it just takes time. It takes resilience and perseverance. And I think that was a huge part for us. The other part was, again, as I said, being like unapologetically myself. Um, you know, I learned through lives when I was doing lives that I had to show myself in the raw format. I do the workouts with the familiar and I am sweating with yeah. them. I am struggling with them. I'm giving myself self-talk throughout. Come on, Lily Sabri, just 10 more reps or whatever it is. And they can yeah. relate to that, that pain and that struggle yeah. and that like conquering of a workout with me. Um, so I think that helped taking away from that squeaky clean presentation of something, how, how you feel something should look and just being real with it and feeling like an exercise class in your living room that's kind of the vibe we have brilliant yeah I mean god it does take some serious work to do what you've done so congratulations because and I'm sure you'll continue and actually you are now starting to I mean you you do lots of things but yeah I know your background is um, English Irish and Cypriot and that you have a love of food and I'm interested to know how your background and what you do has informed your food choices and also what you're doing next with food and how you know where the work is going in regards to providing great ideas for recipes etc yeah so background wise yeah dad is Cypriot mum is Irish English and I guess like when we were growing up we were brought up around food around the kitchen it was like the center of the house everything was about food um and I think 
it's been something that subconsciously has always been in me. I love cooking. I love experimenting with different recipes. I genuinely just love food. Um, And it was only recently over, I guess, the last couple of years when I was talking to one of my best friends who um, actually sees she's in social media as well in like the body confidence movement side of things. Um, And she's previously suffered with anorexia. And she said to me, it's so refreshing to come around to yours, to be out for dinner with you, lunches with you, where you just are so free in your choices around food. It's just that pure love and enjoyment of experiencing different foods with friends and family. And I hadn't realized that was just part of my upbringing. That was normal for me. And I think it was a really kind of steep learning curve for me around okay not everyone has come from the same background not everyone experiences and sees food in the same way that I do and she said to me this is a huge huge opportunity for you to change so many women and men but you know especially young girls lives who don't have a positive relationship with food and so that was when I started showing a little bit more And when I started, you know, moving away from our brand solely being about the exercise side of things and showing that positive love of food and how you can, you know, still eat delicious foods and still get the results you want through exercise and a healthy lifestyle. Um, So, yeah, that was when it all started coming in. It was a very, very natural thing for me just to show what I'm already cooking, to start sharing my recipes. Initially, I started sharing all my recipes on the blog, uh, on my website, and it was by far the most visited page on the website. So I was like, wow, okay, you know, people are really loving these these recipes. Mm. From there, I created the anti inflammatory cookbook which is a Mediterranean based cookbook the story behind that is actually I had an injury um a really really bad ski accident where I ruptured my ACL MCL fractured the bone like a lot of stuff went down in that ski injury um and basically the surgeon in London said to me let's try and do everything we can to manage this conservatively without without surgery um so obviously I did everything from the physio side of things down to <laughs> down to the dot um but the other side of things was was the food so I quite literally went on Amazon I ordered every single book I could find on how to heal your body naturally um and I started learning more and more and more about anti-inflammatory foods and what foods you can eat to help heal and decrease inflammation Mm -hmm. And what I learned very quickly is it's what I was already doing because it's the Mediterranean diet, which is what I've been brought up on. Um, So I was like, wow, okay, thanks, dad. Everything you cook for us as kids is exactly what my body's needed. And I I kind of then started realizing the, the, I guess, science behind it and the why. And I think if you speak to any um, qualified nutritionist or any doctor who specializes in this field, you know, nine out of 10 will tell you that the Mediterranean diet is, is one of the healthiest on the planet. And it's said over and over again, and, you know, it's not, it's not anything new to hear. It's just how can you then create simple, fast and easy, delicious recipes using those key ingredients that are going to help you decrease inflammation, which will not only help with your energy levels and how you feel and, you know, how energetic you are, but also your skin, your hair, the internal glow that you have that then shows on the outside. So that's why I created the cookbook. Um, it's got loads of my favorites. It's loads of the family recipes that I was brought up on. So the Mediterranean Cypriot style ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we've then brought all of that into the app as well. So the app is very mixed in the recipe department. 
Honestly, we cover all cuisines and um, there is more of a focus on the Mediterranean side of things because that is what comes very naturally to me. It's the stuff that I love cooking and eating. Um, but we do have a mix as well. My partner's Southeast Asian. So we have a lot of like Malaysian food in there, other Southeast Asian food in there, other Mediterranean, Italian. There's quite literally everything on there too help everyone enjoy food and realize that you can eat food and love food and still get results. Yeah, absolutely. And the Mediterranean diet is, is going to be like lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, lean meats, fish, oily fish, legumes, exactly. grains, all. And, and it's all obviously going to be good and healthy for you and lovely, lovely food. So it's not complicated. Yeah, is it? that's a good, the, the great thing about it. And, and you've come up with all these wonderful recipes and, and obviously people... And I, I totally agree with you. People respond to looking at food as a healthy thing, not as something to be avoided or cut, deprive yourself yeah. like that. So yeah. and you've also got some new um, products coming, food products and home products. So you, you, you as a brand, as a you are expanding, aren't you? You're kind of reaching out to different areas. So tell us about some of those. Yeah, so I guess we're we're trying to well have um, feels very strange saying that because it's all happened so fast. But yeah, yeah, we've created a 360 approach to fitness and health. Um, so we have the app, which has you know I call it a very holistic app. It does have everything you need from a mental and physical health point of view. Mm-hmm. You've got the food. You've got a physio section in there, which is my section. So I obviously my background's physio. So we've broken it into uh, injury prevention and injury management. So we've taken some of the most common common types of injuries and taught you how to prevent them and manage them in video format. So I'm talking you through it, something as simple as preventing an RSI from working at your, your desk all day long on a laptop and how to stretch in the correct way around your wrist to prevent that um we then have our um certified nutritionist as well he does video video format um and he answers a lot of the familiar's questions from everything from you know um how to prevent and manage bloating to what foods are great to eat during menopause like we literally have everything on there um we then have the mental health side of things which is the habit tracker and the journal and we have all of the on-demand workout classes that are made into um, guides, which are personalized to everyone. Same with the meal plans, depending on what their goals are. Um, so, you know, if someone is wanting to lose lose weight and burn fat and get defined abs, you're going to have a very different program to someone who's trying to gain weight and build muscle. Um, so, yeah, we have a very personalized approach, which is great. So that's the app side of things. We then have the physical equipment. So the equipment is everything from resistance bands to tra- all of our workouts are at home. So training at home to dumbbells and sliders, mats, everything. Wow. Um, and the latest launch is Lean Foods, which is like my baby. It's where yeah. my passion lies. It's what I absolutely love. Um, so that is bringing basically transparency to fitness products, fitness and health products. I was fed up of seeing healthy, clean, all of these words on the front of packets and then turning them over and seeing how much added sugar there was and yeah. all of the added nasties, which I didn't even know what any of the ingredients meant. Um, yeah. you know, I have to research them and be like, whoa, I'm putting that much sugar in my body. Um, so we've taken all of the additives, all of the nasties out of traditional things like protein powders, protein bars, protein oats, pancakes, protein pancakes. We have all of these delicious foods that are completely pure um, and naturally sourced. We source our ingredients from the top all around the world and then they're manufactured in the UK. All of the products are manufactured in the UK and we're trying to bring 
you know, pure, delicious products to the table that you can eat and know that what you're putting in your body is healthy. It tastes delicious. And it's also going to get you results from a a physical point of view as well. Incredible. I don't know how you've got the energy to do all this. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) It really is. Jesus. I mean, you kind of, you know, it's one thing creating recipes and content and, but you know, all the other brands and the business side of it, I I guess um, in the long term, I often wonder with fitness influencing, is it a sustainable thing to do? But I, I I would imagine that you can, as you create your business, it will evolve. Do you have a long-term plan or is it kind of just. It's loose. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely loose. We'll, we'll kind of see where things take us. Um, from a more personal side, like Alex and I, we're very lucky. We're incredibly aligned. We're both actually quite hippie at heart. We we <laughs> want to keep traveling the world. We, you know, don't see somewhere as, as home, home forever. He's yeah. from South, he's from Malaysia. We'll probably end up going back that way. You know, what actually makes me happy is barefoot on the beach um, <laughs> and, and helping people. And the, you know, we can stream from wherever, which is amazing. We can film from wherever. So that side of things, I think we'll keep exploring the world. Um, from the, the business and the, the influencer side of things, does it have a, a shelf life? I don't think so. I think as long as you keep showing your journey and you're authentic and honest, you know, should we move to the next stage of our life and things change, I will show that. And I'm sure I will relate to a new group of people then. Um, so I don't have any, any plans in stopping. Um, I would love to decrease my workload a little bit in the future, if I'm completely honest, because I don't think it is sustainable where I'm at. And that's only going to come by finding people who are aligned to the brand mes- message um, really, really believe in what I've, you know, grafted to create over the last however many years and me allowing myself to put trust in other people to join the team as well, whether that's other trainers, um, which would be absolutely lovely because it would slightly deload me, but I will always be the face of it and always yeah. teach the majority. Um, you know, other people helping with recipes. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. Um, but I wouldn't way I'd imagine. I mean, yeah, it's, um, you, you, they know it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, it's very hard when you are the face of the business and everything. But and you sort of touched on the fact that you had an almost burnt out kind of thing. So have I mean, obviously, an, an anti-inflammatory eating habit or whatever, however you put it, inflammation is a huge part of every disease, isn't it? And yeah, I'm sure yeah. that you could, because you keep yourself so fit and healthy, you keep inflammation down. You've helped yourself. Yeah. But do you have to watch burnout? Yes. Yeah. And I, I really struggled to switch off. Um, I'm incredibly driven again, internally. Um, so I, I put these expectations on myself and I, you know, I have a very high work ethic and standard that I want to, to kind of live up to. And I think unless you're in it and, and doing what I do of which there's very few people really who you can go to for advice, um, you know, because it's not like we can say, oh, I want to achieve what this person achieved 10, 15, 20 years ago, because this is a totally new field, you know, influencers and YouTubers weren't around then. This isn't a normal thing to be doing. And I think sometimes I do wish that I kind of had like that mentor figure who has been through it, because it's hard to know where the boundaries lie. And it's also hard to stick to the boundaries because there's a pressure 
I don't know if it's necessarily from other people. I actually think I put it on myself and, okay. and potentially I would I would have it regardless of what field I'm in. Um, but I think because the eyes are on you, the, the pressure is, is bigger for sure. Yeah, definitely. But you, I suppose in a funny way, because you're under that pressure and because you're having to come up with solutions, you're coming up with even better ideas for people who are under just normal pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, healthy habits, yeah. journaling, exercise, getting the nutrition yeah. right. It seems like for every barrier or battle you face you've come up with a solution and then shared it with yeah. everybody else oh and many failures in between <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> many, but you know that's, that's what happens incorrect one. yeah well, that's I, I think you know you're you, it's incredible what you're doing and I think the um I, I mean I'm going to go and check out your Mediterranean food recipes because it's something I love as well and I mean oh amazing it's kind of it's it's just fantastic and keep going with it because um you know, we, we're all, everybody needs to improve their mental, physical health and find ways to do it. And I think if you can, that's, if you're doing that, you'll, you'll find, it will continue, won't it? Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. It's all felt a little bit like a dream over the last year and a half. And it, none of it has even slightly sunk in. Honestly, yeah. it really hasn't because it's just, you just keep going, you know, yeah. I was talking to one of my friends about it and she said, just be careful because the goalposts keep, they'll keep going up and you've got to just take a second to appreciate what, what you've done for so many people already. And I think you get so in this, you know, yeah. like rat race really. Um, yeah. So that's why, yeah, I want to take a bit more time to just try and appreciate it all and, and yeah and I'm sure that will be useful what you learn from that um, I mean I was interested that you were talking about a cookbook and putting together, when you mentioned you're dyslexic so I mean I'm guessing yeah. there may be a book in the offing but you might <laughs> well I I love 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 the idea of the of the cookbook side of things I really yeah. do and yeah. you know I guess showing what I've learned myself that's certainly because I actually really I love writing up the recipes and what I'm very good at is more the, of the emotional writing. So speaking about what's come from my heart and what I've learned that I'm yeah. very good at, but the factual stuff is definitely not. Oh, it's well, not you, my someone thing. else can do that for you. You get the emotion <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 I can say it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, and you know, it's been brilliant talking to you. I can see why you're so successful. It's about being, I mean, the one big thing for any influence is to be authentic and you clearly are. So, you know, it's well, been it's lovely so to chat to you. And people can oh, find you obviously on YouTube. Yes, um, yep, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram across, across the platforms, it's all the same. So my, yeah, my name, Lily Sabri. So L-I-L-L-Y-S-A-B-R-I, Sabri. Um, so that's the same across Instagram, YouTube, all the workouts there, all the recipes, everything. And then the website is Lean with Lily, uh, L-E-A-N, which is the name of the app as well, Lean. So you'll probably have yeah. four million after this balance podcast. <laughs> Well, I, that would be lovely, I have to say. I mean, to be honest, I am so happy with where we're at. Like, as I yeah. said, none of it was. If we weren't to grow one more subscriber from today here on out, I am more than content. We've got, yeah, Fantastic. it's been amazing. Well, listen, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'll get to watch your, your progress with interest. So thank you very oh, much for your time. You. It was so lovely to meet you. And yeah, I can't wait to put this out to the world. I'll let everyone know when it's out and live. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.